Fast thoughts, fast thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. There's the sun. It went behind the clouds for a little bit. It started to get overcast. I was getting a bit worried. But the sun's out again. That's good. Great day for a vlog. A red letter day here. At the center of the known universe. Otherwise known as Toronto. You know Toronto. It's the biggest city in the country. Everybody loves it. Toronto the good. Hogtown. The center of the known universe. It's that city with that baseball team that plays in Buffalo at that stadium called Ahlan Wasahlan, otherwise known as Salem Field. You're with me, aren't you? You know, my friends, Canada's going through a very challenging time. It's going through a very challenging time in particular because of lockdown restrictions that have gutted its economy, that have ruined businesses, that have obliterated relationships, that have soured people on overall trust with public institutions, that have got them questioning the bureaucracy, whether it genuinely has their best interest in heart or not. There's a class of the ruling powers that seems punch drunk on lockdown restrictions, call them what you will, bylaw enforcement, ad hoc, willy-nilly law, you know, whatever it is, enforcement, um, stiffies, or if you don't have one of those, you know, just getting off on basically being the boss. We've seen many, countless examples of this over the last year and a half, and even longer if you want to extend it to the beginning when certain parties were put into power in this country. And so it's created a rift, a lacuna, as we say in the Latin. It's created a huge gargantuan cleft in the society. And who's to say that we will even recover from it? This past Canada Day, Dominion Day, on July the 1st, 2021, was Canada's 154th birthday. No news there. Of course, the big discussion on the day, which most people have already forgotten, it's the fifth day after Canada Day. Everybody's well on to their Timbits and their double-doubles at Timmy's, well on to their hockey hockey in June and July, that's always funny. Well on to other discussions. Nobody's really hot to trot on those issues that they were um, they were churning violently about on the 1st of July, as I like to call it. Because if the Americans can call it the 4th of July, I will take the ordinal and call it the 1st of July as well. Why not? I can do that. So can you, but I'm doing that. Anyway, so let's not talk about the details because the details, even amongst themselves, can be called into question on a lot of different levels. I don't want to get into that stuff. That's for the subject of other vlogs. 
But I want to do definitely discuss the reaction. The reaction, the societal reaction to what has gone on. And how I feel that that is percolating down to the lowest strata of Canadian society. And once that type of reaction becomes an acceptable form of, dare I call it, discourse, it becomes ingrained and entrenched as a legitimate mode of reaction. Moreover, if it is sanctioned by the powers that be, without much censure and obloquy, then it becomes something that people deem to be something that is possible for them to do. What am I talking about? So, statue toppling, defacement of public property, and the one that really, really, really is, should be concerning to all Canadians of all ethnicities, all faiths residing in all provinces are the desecration, burning, and maybe even looting in some cases of church buildings in full view of CCTV cameras. And sometimes I think there's been maybe one or two cases in full view of law enforcement, whether that law enforcement are city police forces, but more likely tribal police forces on various reservations and what have you. The fact that the people that are perpetrating these, we'll call them atrocities because that's kind of what they are and why do I refer to them as such? Because if you were to reverse the coin, if these were mosques that were being burned and desecrated and defaced, if these were synagogues that were being desecrated, burned and disgraced, there would be a uproar, a furor, a, a mob perhaps, and a, a, a rage, the likes of which few police forces outside of the big cities would be able to contain, and rightfully so. The fact that it almost has become like a domino effect where one church after the other, after the other, after the other has been set ablaze. And many of these churches are out west, and many of them are actual indigenous churches. First Nations churches, Indian churches, where family ceremonies take place, births and deaths, the cycle of life stuff, marriages and what have you. And these houses of worship serve the needs of these, in many times, very small communities, be they in Saskatchewan or in Alberta or in British Columbia, BC are three westernmost provinces. It's very disturbing. Again, I, as I always say on the ADM blog here and on Fast Thoughts, we've seen this movie before. We know how this ends. When hallowed institutions of worship, when hallowed buildings are set ablaze, we know what the end is. We've seen that at least once or twice, and maybe even thrice in recent history. Why this doesn't seem to garner the condemnation of the mainstream media should not be a surprise to anybody in Canada any longer. Burning churches desecrating them with paint, 
I mean, iridescent paint or gosh knows what else is being chucked at them, flammable materials, is not the way to go. Now, I can say it like that. The Prime Minister should not say it like that. The Prime Minister said, it's not the way to go, guys. It's not the way to go. For a grand total, I think the count was 16 seconds. That was it. That was the only protest that was put up by the leader of Canada. You can't take the law into your own hands. Violence is not a solution to the problems of this nation or of any nation. And another really interesting point is, it's kind of, and watch this one here for those that are watching this, watch my hands, it's kind of racist to consider all First Nations tribes and peoples as speaking with a monolithic, uniform voice. There are many different peoples. There are many different bands. There are many different chiefs. There are different types of chiefs. There are lady chiefs and there are male chiefs. There are different types of Indians all across this nation. And they have different concerns. They have different histories and stories. And they have different priorities. And to think that First Nations peoples in Canada, but in the United States as well, speak with a uniform voice. In other words, they are positively 100% behind church fires. They are positively 100% behind desecration of public property. They are positively 150% four square behind wild, boundless, uncontrollable mobs in response to the discovery, as we know, but the bodies have not yet been exhumed, but the discovery of an unmarked grave, two unmarked graves in the province of Saskatchewan and in BC next to residential or former residential schools. To think that First Nations speak with a uniform voice is just as silly now as it was two years ago when there were railroad protests in response to the coastal gas link pipeline, which, I will state for the record, had been approved by almost all of the various First Nations bands through which that pipe was going to travel through. So it's kind of, watch my hands again, it's kind of racist to think that all First Nations people are the same, because they're not. They're people like everybody else in this country, and they have needs and concerns and priorities and stakeholders and interests that are not always running in parallel lines. Sometimes they intersect, sometimes they intersect mightily, which can result in a lot of strife between various bands. So that's not a good way of looking at the situation. And then another thing that we've seen as well as we've seen a lot of these various arsons, these acts, these crimes, because they're crimes. We've seen a lot of these crimes actually being perpetrated not by First Nations peoples, being perpetrated by people that seem to support agendas that are not uniquely Canadian. I mean, like, what is the best way to be Canadian? It means to stand up for Canadian values and to speak the truth. And that's how we've been known as a people for at least a century and a half. 
stand up for Canadian values, and always speak the truth. And a lot of what's going on now in the here and now is not true. I'm not saying it's categorically false, but it's not true. It's not truth. It's not pure distillate of truth. So as we propel ourselves forward into July, and everybody is already forgetting about things that have transpired out west, and that's now old news, now we need to move on to the new bugaboo. Whether it's B.1.612. I'll repeat that. Whether it's B.1.617.2, aka the Delta variant. Oh my goodness. Or other things that want to put the fear of the Lord into you, as it, as it were. Um, we need to focus very intently on our priorities in this nation. Because we will lose this nation. Things will cost an astronomical sum. I mean, it has already kicked in into the supply chain. Dare I call it hyperinflation. And other gargantuan problems that are not necessarily Canadian problems. I don't know why it's incumbent upon vloggers or people that have opinions to constantly need to state that Canada's not a perfect country. I don't ever believe Canada professed itself to be a perfect country. I know a few to no countries other than some really crazy countries that pro profess themselves to be perfect. But Canada's never actually claimed perfection for itself or even aspired to that lofty ideal. Canadians have understood that theirs is a nation that many people want to join and be a part of because it, 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 it has traditionally been a great place, a good place to raise your families, a good place to study, a good place to make a living and earn your keep and grow and thrive. It's problematic that those ideals are being chucked into space, never to be recovered again. Violence is not a solution. Destroying churches is not a solution. And the hypocrisy of not speaking up and protesting when religious institutions are being defaced, vis-a-vis -vis when it would be the, the, the furor and the rancor would be off the charts if it were for other religions in this country, is just... despairing in the extreme and you don't have to be Christian and you don't have to be any particular color or ethnicity to not like where that's going and to understand very clearly how that ends and the last point just to repeat indigenous peoples in Canada the First Nations do not speak with a uniform unanimous voice they are as diverse as the rest of Canadian society. And if you do get some parallelism, that's a beautiful thing. But the fact that you don't should be understood by all Canadians. And the people that are perpetrating these crimes in the various cities are generally not of our hallowed First Nations peoples. So have a little think about that while we carry on through the rest of the week. Thank you again, my friends for being here, and thank you again 
for considering these ideas. And if you like these things, share them on with the people in your network and talk about these things. I'm just trying to trigger some discussions and initiate some dialogue. Thank you again for your time. Wishing you and yours many, many good things. Fast thoughts? Fast thoughts.